Hi, I'm Whitney Lee, founder of Socially PR and Digital Media. And for over a decade, I've been creating and executing marketing and PR plans for businesses all over the US. I'm obsessed with helping entrepreneurs bring their big ideas to life and most importantly, boost their bottom line. The Socially Relevant Podcast is a resource to give you clarity, ideas, and inspiration that you can actually apply to marketing your business. So you won't find any overwhelming tech talk here. We're breaking down all the details in a way that's fun and easy to understand, giving you tangible ways to take action. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back. Today's episode is for all of my email marketers out there. We've been talking a lot about social media and paid social and PR. uh, And email marketing is another very big aspect of uh, my agency. We do a lot of email marketing and we see a lot of success from it. Uh, So I definitely want to bring some of that content into the podcast Uh, And today's episode is entitled, Your Email Campaign Will Fail Without This. Uh, So I'm excited to share with you a little bit about email marketing and what I've learned over the last decade or so. Um, And honestly, I, you know, for anyone out there who's maybe listening and you're not doing email marketing, let me just encourage you, um, email marketing uh, is so crucial because, you know, you probably heard a lot of people say this. What happens if tomorrow Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever platforms are strongest for you just automatically disappeared? Like what would happen? Um, You know, would you still be able to reach your people? You've got to have as many touch points with your uh, past customers, guests, whatever they are in your industry. Um, as possible because we don't know what's going to happen with social media. I mean, look at what's happening right now with Twitter. Like Elon Musk is about to buy it. Like, I mean, I, there may not be significant changes to the platform, but there could be, you know, or platforms could merge or platforms could, uh, gosh, you don't even know. Um, so I always encourage everyone, you've really got to um, find other avenues to connect with your audience. If you are depending on one, uh, form of communication, and maybe if that one form of communication is email, you need to diversify. Also, uh, you'll see a lot of people now are, uh, using text campaigns, social direct mail. I mean, a little bit of everything, uh, to reach your audience. And I heavily applaud that. So if you're not doing email marketing, I would definitely get a plan in place and start growing that database. There are platforms out there that are completely free to set up and send emails to your database. Um, So a lot, we use a lot of different ones within the agency. Some of them our clients had in place before we were hired and others we've set up for them. Um, Some of the ones we use the most, MailChimp, Constant Contact, ActiveCampaign, Um, I've used Emma before we use VBout, which is kind of a new one. Um, so there's a handful, uh, in there. Um, I've even used convert kit. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what else there's so many out there. So do your research, find one that you like that for the most part, once you can figure out one, um, then you can kind of, uh, you know, logistically figure out the other ones in the way you set things up. Uh, but they're pretty insightful. 
Um, so, okay, let's, let's dive into it. Your email campaign will, will fail without this. And the key is it will fail without people opening your email. That sounds really basic, right? Um, but it's actually one of the most challenging things, uh, is to get people to consistently open your email. Um, because if they're not consistently opening it, sometimes you'll eventually start going to spam. Um, and also if they're not opening it, they're not seeing your content. So, you know, you're, you're coming through in their inbox and they're just deleting you or ignoring you. Then what's the purpose, right? The purpose is to reach them with a message. It's not always reaching them with a sales message. Um, it absolutely can be God, people are definitely buying things via email or from email campaigns, clicking through and going to the sites and buying, obviously. But if people aren't opening your email, hello, you know, so here is the key to getting them to open the email. And that's, this is the true core of what this whole episode about is about. To get them to open your email, it all goes back to your subject line. Yeah, your subject line determines so much on if they are opening your email or not. Even if they like your brand, they're loyal to your brand, um, you still have to engage them because you have to think of the amount of emails they are receiving on a daily basis. So if it's not interesting in some way to them, they might skip over it. I mean, they're getting hundreds of emails a day. Um, So it all goes back to your subject line. I am a nutcase about subject lines. I will sit for 15 and 20 minutes sometimes to think of one subject line for a client or for our stuff for the agency Um, because it's such uh, you can spend all the time you want on the interior of the email, but it's such an important factor in if they see it, right? Okay, so I have a little bullet list of, you know, ways to make your subject line really enticing or I mean, honestly, ways to get people to open your email. What what should your subject line be? Okay. So first and foremost, it should be intriguing, but also a little bit vague. So you shouldn't give it all away about what's inside. It almost has to be a teaser. I mean, I think we live in the world of clickbait now, right? So we see on social media like, the three things you didn't know your iPhone could do. Oh my God, everyone's clicking that. Everyone's clicking it because of the way that wording is positioned, you know? Um, Yeah. Oh God. I even see some of the ones that are like three celebrities that are, you know, have lost a hundred pounds this year. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, like those type of things are highly intriguing because you, they give you enough info to hook you, but they don't actually tell you who or what is inside. So vague, but intriguing, and you can't give it all away. Okay. So that is number one. That factor right there is why I spend so long thinking about subject lines. Cause I'm like trying to make it like just right where I, if someone read that, they're like, I got to know what's in here. I got to know, I got to know. And they click it. So that's my number one, um, you know, and what should your subject line include or be, okay? 
Number two, it's got to be short and to the point. You know, if you ramble on with like some people send these email subject lines and it, it gets cut off after a certain number of characters, right? So I tell people it really needs to be about six to eight words max. Because other than that, it's literally just getting cut off. So what can you say in six to eight words? Again, also a struggle. So now you have like all these, you know, like little checklists when I go to create a subject line. So keep it short and sweet. Okay. Uh, Number three, um, you know, this one, I don't know if this is my advice to tell you to put these in there. Emojis. I am totally on the fence about this one. Um, I do think it's eye-catching for people, uh, but I've also read into it a lot that it actually triggers um, spam. So you may want to do your own research on that. I think it also totally depends on the industry that you're in. You know, if if you are a, I don't know, like a super... Um, you know, uh, a fluent attorney, I don't know if emojis are really a fit for you. You know, if you are a um, medical practice, uh, I don't know if an emoji is fit for you. But if you're a boutique reaching women, emojis might be a good fit for you, that kind of thing. So I'm just going to throw that out there and say, do your own research. Keep in mind what industry you are. Emojis, maybe. Okay. Um, Number four, urgency in your subject line can be a very important factor. You know, 24-hour flash sale or 24 hours to take advantage of this offer or this offer lasts 24 hours or something like that, that like immediately the reader's like, oh man, I need to open this right now and see if it's something I want. Urgency is a huge thing in general in call to actions and marketing. There has to be some sort of urgency or people are just like, ah, I'll think about it later. You know, you have to hook them. That's the whole point of a sale, right? It creates urgency of like of anything like, you know, we don't know how long the sale is going to last. So, you know, it, it could be done by tomorrow. And then boom, that creates the urgency for someone to buy. Um, so that is number four. Number five Um, let them know there's an offer inside. So I wouldn't maybe tell them the exact offer because again, we're going back to number one, gotta be vague, but intriguing. You don't want to give it all away, but you, you want them to know that there is some special offer inside, you know, even the subject line special offer, you know, or even what I just said a minute ago, offer, you know, 24 hour offer, inside, you know, our special sale today only, you know, something like that, uh, letting them know that there is a specific offer inside is attractive. So that's number five. Um, number six, uh, I actually don't do this one a lot using first names and emails. There's actually, I was reading this whole HubSpot article on this. There's an, there's a good amount of research that says that if the subject line has their first name, they are actually more apt to click through. Now, what I was reading didn't really talk about the subject line, um, getting them to open, like having their name in the subject line, getting them to open it. But it did talk about how it aids in getting them to click through and using their first name in in the interior of the email as well. Um, I don't 
use that a lot and only because I am trying to keep it within a certain character amount. And so part of me is like, mm, what's more important? Like, and again, somebody's name, if their name is Alexandra, you just took up like half of your character count, right? So that's just something to think about. I do think it can be effective. I'm not hating on it. I just, I personally don't use that a lot, but again, I'm just spitting the details, you know, that I, the research that I do, um, kind of sharing the facts with you. So, um, and then another thing, this isn't really subject line related, but it kind of is, um, the preview text. Okay. Pay attention to the preview text. Um, because sometimes it'll say like, you know, not the preview text for anyone. If you're listening, you don't know what that is. You have the subject line, but then also you can see a little bit of, um, you can see a little bit of the, the first few lines of the email that is also highly effective. Um, and some people ignore that, uh, cause they don't realize how to change it within their email program. Uh, and then it ends up saying something like, um, not, not able to preview this email, click here, you know, like the little HTML language that comes at the top of your email, like, Oh, what a missed opportunity. So that's your, you know, if you can only fit in six or seven words into your subject line, that's a spot where you can actually add a few more words in to tease it out. So those are my kind of six to seven points for you to think about kind of a checklist for me when I'm creating a subject line. Number one should be vague, but intriguing. Don't give it all away. Number two, keep it short and sweet, six to eight words. Number three, emojis, uh, question mark, maybe depending. Um, number four, urgency. Number five, uh, including an offer. Number six, using first names. And then number seven is kind of your bonus. Don't forget about preview text. Okay, so now I want to give you some examples of some good email subject lines and some bad ones, okay? So we'll start off with the bad. Um, I would say a lame subject email would be an email subject. I said it backwards. A lame email subject would be um, a newsletter number 325. No one cares. No one cares what number this is. Why, why does that make that attractive? I, no. N- or just putting the name of your newsletter if you have like the, the you know, daily um, rundown or whatever, like you, you've got to have, that's cool to have a name of your newsletter. Totally cool. I like that. It kind of brands it and people begin to expect it, but it shouldn't be in the subject line. That's not offering them any value. It's not getting them excited or interested in anything about the content of that email. So no newsletter name or number in your subject line. Womp. That's lame. Um, also these kind of subject lines make me crazy. Um, trying to encompass everything that's in, um, the newsletter or oh, it's just too much. Um, I see some chambers doing this. Um, I also see a lot of personal brands doing this where they're like puppies, Prosecco, um, people around town and events you should know about. I'm like, no, come on. No, it's again, that's just like none of that. None of that's intriguing or interesting bubbles breakfast and your community announcement now again like 
pick one of those things and entice them to open the email using one of those factors and go from there. Um, also, you know, an example, we've been getting ready to announce, um, actually the announcement went out this week, um, the last week of April, if you're listening to this at a later date, um, we are working with a pre- uh, with a magic show, international magic show that's been uh, coming to Destin, Florida. These guys are like from all over the world. Um, one guy's on America's Got Talent this season. Like these are super, super legit magicians. Uh, so check out Presto Destin if you're visiting in Destin for the summer. Um, but the um, subject line for their press release, you know, okay, here we go. Bad subject line. Uh, magic show coming to Destin or presto magic show coming to Destin. Mm, It's kind of like giving it all away. They know it's a magic show. It's coming to Destin. They've uh, okay, cool. Like they don't have to open the email because they kind of already got the news like, oh, okay, there's a magic show coming down. Cool. So that would be the bad version of that email subject line. Here's the good version. The good version is coming to Destin Commons summer 2022. Hmm. Okay. Something new is coming to Destin uh, in the summer of 2022. What's coming? I'm interested in what's coming. So that one doesn't really have an offer. Um, It does somewhat have some urgency because it's happening this summer. So you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to be there this summer. What's happening? It's short, it's it's vague, it's not telling what's coming. So that's kind of how we took um, a lame subject line and tweaked it just a little bit to make it better. So, um, okay, I wanna give you some examples of uh, some other good ones too. Um, these are actual ones that I have done before uh, and I love them. Uh, okay. So one is from my first job out of grad school. I worked at Emerald Grand. It's a big resort, um, in Destin, Florida. And we were promoting, um, like meetings for business groups to come rent our ballroom space or our boardroom or whatever. Um, so it was an email that was going out to, um, like meeting planners, uh, for corporate groups. So we made the subject line, or actually I cannot take credit for this. I think my boss, Jamie, um, Jamie, if you're listening, um, I still love this story. Um, and shout out to you for one of the most bomb emails, uh, subject lines ever. Um, she made the subject line. Um, the annual board meeting is canceled. Okay, but instead of writing board, you know, like board of directors, B-O-A-R-D, she wrote board like I'm bored in this meeting, B-O-R-E-D. The annual board meeting is canceled. First of all, that's intriguing because somebody sees it and they're like, wait, what's canceled? Canceled? Should I take it off my calendar? So, of course, that caught their eye. Um, But my favorite part about it was, you know, we spelled board as like a pun, you know, like a play on words. So, uh, she sends the email and I'm not kidding within one hour, we had numerous replies of people that would say, um, do you realize that you you misspelled a word in your subject line? Um, hi, just wanted to reply and let you know that board is misspelled like people pointing out our error. 
Um, so I was like really young. I was probably 22 or something. So I'm like, Jamie, what do I say back to this? And she's like, well, tell them that they didn't get the joke. And I was like, oh my God, can I say that? She's like, yeah, just, you know, like nicely say it. So I wrote back and said, hi, thanks for your response. However, it seems like it seems that you didn't get the joke. It was a play on words. And then people would write me back. Oh my God, that's hilarious. You totally got me. I love it. Ha 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 ha. It was, and it had an amazing, amazing open rate. So that is a really good example of vague, intriguing, uh, short, um, definitely kind of urgency because something was canceled. Um, a play on words is always fun. Um, so it, you know, and, and it was a play on the fact that like meetings at our hotel aren't boring. You come to the beach to have a, a business meeting and it's not boring. Right. Um, so that was a really good one. Another one we sent out, um, for a medical practice. This has been years ago. Um, so this medical practice was, they had a, um, a computer software that was an, a very effective exercise for children, uh, or adults with ADD or ADHD. Right. So it was like a, a program, like, a um, almost like a computer game, but it was very helpful in kind of like reprogramming neuro- neurons in their brains or neurotransmitters. Um, I don't know all the details of it, but the whole point is, is that it was targeted for people who are ADD or ADHD, or if their children are ADD or ADHD. So we made the subject line, are you ADD? Question mark. The open rate went through the roof. Of course, everyone's like, what do you mean? Am I ADD? Or maybe they were like, oh yes, I am ADD. What? How can you help me? You know what I mean? Like opening the email, the open rate went through the roof. So that was also a really good one. Questions are really good. Y'all asking people questions in the email that like sparks a thought. So are asking people in the subject line is what I mean. So Um, that was a really good one. And the third one I want to share with you. Um, so years ago we worked with all of the Clemenza restaurants. It's this big group of Italian restaurants, uh, and they have a breakfast concept called mama Clemenza's in Miramar beach, Florida. So mama had brought in a new managing partner. It was a chef and a guy that works in the front of the house. So she's doing like a, a partnership with them, right? Um, mama is the owner, the Miss Clemenza's. So she brings in this partner and we're sending out a press release to announce. So it's actually a press release. This wasn't an email marketing situation, but we sent out the press release to announce their partnership. Um, and you know, everyone in that area knows Tammy is her name, but they know Tammy, they know she's mama and Tammy's married. Um, but So we send out the email and the subject line says, Mama Clemenza is getting married, question mark. And inside and like the intro for the email was like, you know, it's a business marriage. It's a partnership. We're announcing that new chef and blah, blah, blah. So um, the press release got tons of opens. I had so many media people that never respond to my stuff ever because they get a million press releases, people who never, they haven't responded to me in years, wrote me back and said, that was so freaking clever. You totally got me. I had to open the email, you know, tell mama, I said, congrats or whatever. And it actually generated a lot of buzz for the new partnership. So 
again, that's kind of an example of your email subject line, even when you're, you know, for all my PR people out there, if you're pitching people, your email subject line is so important. Um, so, you know, to wrap it up, here's a, a, something for you to think about. Test it out, okay? Um, send out an email, same email, same time of day. You have to make sure all the details are the same. Like if it's on a Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., everything, and try two different subject lines. I'm really not a fan of like hitting your audience with the same exact message over again. So maybe spread it out for this test purpose. Same exact everything, date, you know, day of the week, time, everything, but put a different email uh, subject line on it and see what happens. And I really encourage you, if you're not looking at your open rates, that is a really, really crucial factor of, you know, is this worth your time investment? Um, so what is an average open rate? So honestly, it's different for every industry. You can Google it and see, um, you know, what industries, you know, whatever industry you're in, what the benchmark is, but an overall average in the U S is 16.9% open rate. Okay. So basically 17% open rate. So if you're way above that, kudos to you. Um, if you're below that, maybe it's time to rethink your, your subject line. Or another thing, if you are really, really below that, it might be time to scrub your list. And I definitely will do a whole nother episode on what, uh, we, the whole idea of scrubbing your list, but that could mean that you have a lot of inactive contacts in there. Uh, so, you know, you, it it might not hurt to go in and remove those. And honestly, people are so nuts about like, I have 20,000 people on my email list. Yeah. But if they're not opening it, who cares? It's actually hurting you because your email platform system sees how many people open your emails. And if it's a low, 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 low percentage, sometimes those start getting flagged as spam. Okay. So it is valuable for you to actually scrub your list, get some of those people who haven't opened an email in two years, just get them off your list, obviously, or hit them with a different message and see one more time if they don't respond, you know, and if they don't, then remove them off your list. It's better to have quality contacts that are engaging than uh, just a quantity. Who cares about that? So Um, And just for funsies, I know we haven't talked about click-throughs today, but we definitely will do an episode on strategies to get um, your click-through rate up. Um, But click-through rates, um, anything in the double digits is strong, okay? So click-throughs, if you're at 10% click-throughs, like, that's, that's good. Like, that is the average, like, you're doing well. Um, getting people to click through, you know, first battle is getting them to open it. Second battle is getting them to click through. Um, so that's why that number does go down a little bit, but, and that is 10%. So keep in mind, if let's say you send out an email and a thousand people open it and your click through rate is 10% of that, that would be a hundred. Okay. Um, it, it's measuring the open rate based on the number of people. I'm sorry. It's basing the click through rate on the number of people that open it, not the full number of people on your list. So hopefully that is helpful for you. Y'all, I love talking about email marketing. It's fun. We've got so much more to cover in the future on the podcast, click through rates, gosh, you know, offers in your email, which platforms you want to utilize 
We can talk about all this stuff. Automations are a huge thing. How to get email addresses for your business. I could literally go on for days. I would love to know if there's a specific topic about email marketing that you want us to touch on. Please hit me up on Instagram. It's the Whitney Lee. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I would love to hear, and you can always connect with the agency, socially PR and digital media. We're on pretty much all the platforms. Uh, so would love to connect with you. I hope this has been helpful and I can't wait to see your bomb email subject lines. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you thought the info was beneficial, it would mean so much if you take a quick second to write us a review and share it on social media. If you have a question about a topic or a specific industry you wanna learn more about, reach out to us on Socially's Instagram or LinkedIn. And you can also find me personally, The Whitney Lee on Instagram. We are excited to connect with you and help you make your business more socially relevant.